if we don't follow through, we might think it insignificant, not realizing God has given us a gym that is supposed to be an impact to the body of Christ. I pray today you've been blessed from the ministry of Elder John Mark Talbert and the New Bethel Choir. Come on and give God praise. Hallelujah. Worshippers, you can have a seat in the you can have a seat in the audience this morning. Ministers, in fact, come on, sit on the front row. Hallelujah. Ministers, you can sit on the front row today. God is so good to us. We bless his name. Kasha Kotaya. Hallelujah. God is having his way. Hallelujah. God is having his way. How many can feel this presence of the Lord in this place? This sweet, sweet spirit of God. I know you can hear me in the back that are counting the the funds and the offerings, but if we don't need everybody, some of you will come in here and hear the word of God. Glory to the Lord. It's not a time to leave, it's a time to hear what the Lord wants to say to the church. Last week, as you know, I introduced the message of the theme that the Lord had put in my spirit for 2019 the year of God's accomplishment. And I believe it's going to be a year, I, I believe it's going to be a year of miracles, signs, and wonders. Do I have anybody that's believing God with me on that? And as many of you know, I started this past Wednesday in our life impact, dealing with the subject, don't diss your future. Sometimes we can jeopardize our future because I believe in this season, the adversary, Pastor Burns, cannot stop what God wants to do in our lives. He said, I've put a word out there and it's not going to return unto me void, but it's going to accomplish everything that I intended and it's going to prosper. I believe God sent words to us today. Hallelujah. And the only way that will be affected is if we do something. And that's the reason why today's message is of such. And let me give you a precursor. I prepared this message before this weekend. So don't think uh, I'm trying to preach on somebody or to somebody. No, this is what God gave me before this weekend. And you'll understand in a minute. The scripture is going to come from 1 Kings chapter number 17. Familiar passage of scripture. 1 Kings chapter 17. I am though going to be going to a couple other places. Uh, St. John 5 and then St. Luke 14. All right, but right now go to First Kings, First uh, Kings 17. If you don't mind, come on, let's stand as we honor the reading of God's word. A little longer of passage of scripture than I normally read, but I want you to get the essence of the message this morning. 
And the Bible says this. In verse 8, And the word of the Lord came unto him, referring to Elijah, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her again and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. She said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I I don't even have a cake. But all I have is a handful of meal in a barrel, a little oil in a cruise. And listen, I'm just gathering a couple sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and then die. Because there was a famine in the land. Hallelujah. Verse 13, and Elijah said unto her, said unto her Fear not. Look at somebody say, fear not. Fear oh, you didn't say it like you mean it. Look at somebody say, fear not. Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me, therefore, a little cake first. Bring it unto me, and then after, make for thee and for thy son. And all the people said, You may be seated. Today's message is entitled, stay with me, This is Not the Time. This is Not the Time. You know, when somebody's getting ready to act up, you tell them, This is Not the Time. Somebody get ready to act foolish. You tell them, wait, wait, this is not the time. Okay. Father, we thank you, Lord, and we bless your wonderful name. Ah, God, I praise you. I'm happy in my spirit. And I thank you, Lord, for smiling on us, even on this inclement day. God, you're still with us. In Jesus' name, amen. As you know, I've mentioned several times that timing is everything. There are some opportunities that will only come once. There's certain doors that are only opened for a season. Which means when those opportunities arise and those doors are open, you must be ready to take full advantage of the opportunity. You know, we often say it, you know, one of the phrases of of, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, the great man of God, Uh, That made famous, get ready, get ready, get ready. Well, there's instances you cannot get ready. 
you've got to be ready. Because a door does not mean it's always going to be open. Or an opportunity is always going to be there. Stay with me. But many times when the opportunity comes, when the doors open, when we receive the word that miracle signs and wonders are going to happen in our life, we find, here it is, an excuse that prevents what is going to be accomplished in our lives. As I pointed out, even during life impact, Satan cannot stop what God has declared. But we can interfere with what the Lord wants to do in our lives. I'm reminded of the instance in the scripture when the Lord declared he wanted to accomplish his will in a person. The door was open, but an excuse was made that almost messed up his blessing. You who have your Bibles, uh, go to St. John chapter 5. St. John chapter 5. Let me remind you of what happened. There in St. John, uh, Jesus makes reference to a man <laughs> who for most of his life, it appears, had been lame and unable to walk. And People put him by a certain pool uh, next to a temple because this, this pool had seemingly some miraculous powers that when the water was troubled, whoever stepped in first was healed or delivered. And because the individual could not walk, oftentimes people would walk over him because they needed a blessing. Hallelujah. They said, get your own. Hallelujah. And left the lame man there, seemingly never to get his deliverance. Has it ever felt in your life that seemed like everybody else is getting blessed but you? Then finally, he has a rendezvous with Jesus. And Jesus approaches him, verse number six, and when Jesus saw him lying there, been there and what the case was all about, he asked the man a question. <laughs> Will you be made whole? He said, in essence, do you want me to accomplish something in your life? I'm, I'm giving you an open door. There's an opportunity for your wholeness. And when the question was asked by Jesus, what comes out of the man's mouth but an excuse? That's what I'm talking about. I'm sharing that there's instances in our lives that we can hinder what God wants to do by giving an excuse. Stay with me. I'm building my case. Verse number seven, the Bible says, the impotent man 
answered him and said, I have no, glory to God, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm trying to get there, somebody else steppeth down before me. He was, he was relating his past experience and trying to make it for what was getting ready to happen today. And instead of answering the question, I'll be made whole, he gave Jesus an excuse. How many times have we given Jesus an excuse? when he wanted to do something for us. Stay with me. He, he, he only felt that what occurred in the past is how it would happen for him now. When God says, listen, I, I didn't ask you what had happened before. We're in a new season. What used to work, it might not work now. I'm telling you, all you got to do is answer me and I'll be able to provide the accomplishment in your life. I don't, I, I don't see how I can be blessed because uh, my paycheck has not increased. I don't see how I could be made whole because uh, my medication has not uh, worked in the past. I, I, we come up with excuse after I, I don't see how I can write this song or write this book or prepare this message or, or do what God's putting me because in the past it didn't work. God's not asking what happened in the past. We're in a new time and a new season. And we have to be careful that through our excuse giving, we hinder what the Lord wants to do. Stay, just stay with me. We're not going to be long today. But I know God wanted me to share this message for somebody today. That's why I, I could not close the services because I felt this push of God to get this word in the atmosphere. Even might be for somebody who's watching us by video streaming. I'm here to tell you that this is not the time to provide an excuse for what God wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Look at somebody tell them, Don't, no excuses, no excuses, no excuses. Mm, hallelujah. Finally, the Lord just said, answer my question. And just told him, arise <laughs> up, take your bed and walk. Look, the man didn't even have to get in the pool. <laughs> he didn't have to get wet. He did not have to go through the same procedure that worked in the past because God wanted to do something now he had never seen before or experienced. That's what's happening with us. Excuses. Listen, even when legitimate becomes the self-handicapping category. It's a behavior that hurts our performance and serves as a distraction. Excuses protect our ego. Excuses build the barriers that protect us. 
Excuses shift the focus from self to others. Excuses are our get out of jail free card. Some of you may have played Monopoly. I haven't played in a while and I'm ready to beat somebody. And when I play, I have no mercy, no deals, unless I need one. <laughs> but in Monopoly, as you go around the board, you often will find a spot or you get a card that says, go to jail, go directly to jail, do not pass go, and do not collect $200. Some are blessed because they have what is called a get out of jail free car that does not then cause them to have to pay to get out but they can immediately be released we use excuses as our get out of jail free card that we don't have to go through the experience but we can give an excuse According to Monica Castanato, she's a life coach. Excuses. Why do we make excuses? Number one, she says, we doubt. We doubt what is getting ready to happen. We doubt that things can change. Uh, I'm going to be dealing with this because that's one of the disses that I'm going to be talking about, about dissing our future. Disbelief. Number two, she says, we make excuses because we're scared, especially to fail. And because we don't want to fail, because we don't want to seem to be embarrassed, we give an excuse so we don't even have to get out there. <laughs> and then she goes on and says, we give excuses because we're not ready. We put ourselves down. How could I possibly do this? No, 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 no. It, it's got to be somebody else. We put ourselves down. We don't see ourselves worthy. We don't see ourselves significant. Uh, we declare, oh, I'm not ready for what God wants to do in my life. Hallelujah. Some things you've dreamed about. Now the opportunity comes and you say, I'm not ready. And then number four, she says, we accept, ooh, other people's judgment about us. We've allowed them to cast us in a certain mold and we fit that mold that they cast for us. So we are given excuse. Hallelujah. God's called you to accept this and to move forward. And somebody else says, you can't do it. You're not worthy. You're, you're not good enough. And we put ourselves in the mold that somebody else made for us. She indicated that those are the things that cause us to make excuses. My pastor, Bishop Wagner, used to tell us, especially in leadership at the church back home in Youngstown, Ohio. There's corruption in all excuses. Listen, even when the excuse is legitimate, because sometimes you can have an excuse that you just made up. <laughs> but sometimes the excuse is legitimate. And, and Deacon Gardner, he says there's corruption in every. Excuse. Quickly, go to St. Luke. Let's see what Jesus said about it. 
St. Luke chapter number 14. St. Luke chapter 14. I'm talking about this is not the time. St. Luke chapter number 16. I'm sorry, St. Luke chapter 14, verse number 16. 14 and 16. And, and let's start at the verse number, uh, verse number 16, he says, then he said, 14 and 16, he said unto him, a certain man made a great supper and invited many people. Look, 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 this is Jesus. This is Jesus now. We heard about the life coach. Uh, you, I shared with you even about my pastor. But Deacon Alexander, let's see what Jesus says about it. A certain man made a great supper, invited many, verse 17, and he sent his servant at supper time to say that them that were invited, come, for all things are now made ready. Look at it, verse number 18. And they with all, with one consent, began to what? Make excuse. There it is. That's one of the, I think, in the scripture, that's only one of three places that that word excuse is even found. While it has a Greek transliteration in other passages. That word excuse. And I thought that was so significant. Because the first said unto him, look, I just got a new home. I bought a piece of ground. I got to go and take care of it. See about it. Please, I pray thee, have me excuse. Here was an opportunity, a door had been opened for this person to have an invitation to be at the king's table. But he felt there was something else more important than to acquiesce to the invitation. Oh, I just got me a new piece of ground. I got to take care of that. Please, 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 uh, let me be excused. Sound familiar? The, the, the servant then goes to the next person, verse number 19. And the Bible says, uh, the other person said, look, I just got a new car, five yoke of oxen. I got to prove them. I got I to gotta get in my car. Oh, this is what I've been dreaming about. Uh, and, and, and I got to get out and, and take care of it. Please have me excused. He then goes to another person. Look, all of these are individuals that received an invitation to be at the king's table. But each one of them gave an excuse. This last one said, oh, you know, I, I, just, got, I just got me a wife. I just got married. And uh, please, I can't come and I'm not even going to tell you why I can't come. <laughs> the servant goes back and tells the king it gave an excuse this season I'm sharing with you God is putting in our spirits I'm the first to begin to launch some things that he's been dealing with me for years and I'm sure that the same is happening with some of you. That God is dealing with you in some certain things of your life that I want to show something. 
I want to prove I'm God. I put a word out there. It might have been 20 years ago. But even though it did not happen then, don't count me out. I'm still God. Feel me dealing with you. Don't put it off that it did not happen in the past like the lame man. Because it looked like somebody else got the advantage. I'm working in a new season. All I got to do is speak a word. hear me saints one person can hear a song on Facebook and your whole life can change <laughs> one person can read a manuscript and your whole life can change one person can have a message that they heard you speak Margaret or a song or a testimony that is given I wish somebody hear me Ooh, you are a walking miracle. The testimony that you have that can spread to others and, and share with them that even in the darkest moment of life when you think you're not even going to survive, I'm a walking, living miracle. Don't you tell me what God cannot do. Oh, glory to God. Let me go back to my text. I'm almost finished. This is not the time. Stay with me. Here we find Elijah, a man of God who has been used by God. The Lord has preserved him because he told him, go to a specific brook. I have commanded ravens, birds. I've spoken bird language and they know to find some meat and drop it at a specific longitude and latitude you better be there to receive it they're not looking for you they're looking for the place please remember that there's certain places you must be at because God has pronounced your blessing at the place not for you and if you're not at the place when the bird drops the food, somebody else is going to receive your blessing. Stay with me. The brook dries up because there's a famine. There's, there's been no water. Heaven has been shut up. And now the Bible says and tells Elijah, go to a, get up from where you're at and go to Zarephath and dwell there. Listen, because I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Wait. Wait, don't miss it. Don't miss this. God said, I have commanded. I have commanded. I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. Wait a minute. I don't know where the cotton picking came from, but just wait one cotton picking minute. Isn't that what they say? Now, I have never picked cotton, but I waited a minute. Hallelujah, when they said it. Jesus, our Lord, our God. And the scripture says, go, Elijah, to this place because, look what he says, I have commanded 
a widow woman to sustain thee. Oh, which means that before Elijah got to the place, God already put in that widow woman's spirit, you're going to sustain a man of God who's coming your way. We don't know when she had that conversation with God. We don't know when God commanded her. She might listen. She might have received the commandment when she was married. Something happened. We don't know how her husband died. Listen to me, saints. But in the Jewish economy, widows did not have a means of income. Her income, her existence, her survival was totally dependent upon her husband. Remember Ruth and Esther? How they had to glean because they were given some scraps because they could not have a means by which they can take care of themselves. God put in her spirit, I'm going to have you take care of somebody else. And no doubt when she received that word, she probably doubted, yeah, how am I going to take care of somebody else and I can't even take care of myself? How many times do we receive a word that God says he's going to use us in a mighty way and then we look at our personal circumstances and say, that's never going to happen. How am I going to be a blessing to somebody else and I need a blessing for me? A widow woman, we don't know when it happened, but she received a command. Listen, God commanded her, Mother Parts, you are going to sustain a man of God. She didn't have anything. How are you going to bless somebody? Ah, how are you going to bless somebody else and you don't even have a means to keep yourself? I believe she heard that and no doubt dismissed it. Oh, I must have been dreaming. Come on. Oh, oh, that's just a, 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 an illusion that I had. That was just wishful thinking. I wish somebody hear me. How many times have you heard from God and you dismissed it because you said this really can't be happening? This is not going to be. How can I have a, 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 the means by which I can bless somebody? Now, I'm trying to get my rent for this month. God will sometimes take you from your current situation and put you in a future environment and show you the after instead of the right now. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, shara here you are struggling trying to get a house and God said, I'm all, uh, you've been renting and you've been behind on your rent. You're trying to get out of where you've been and God says, I got a house for you. I got a house for you. Now you're trying to make your rent and God said, let me work a miracle in your life. Don't give me an excuse. I just need you to believe me.
Because what has happened so many times before, when we put it out there, uh, Melanie, uh, uh, we were disappointed, we, we, we were scared, we were embarrassed because things did not happen like we thought they were. Uh, sometimes God had to cause us to go through a test. Uh, he had to take that meat tenderizer and begin to pound on us, uh, make us struggle, make us go through some things. Sometimes we had to go through embarrassment. Hallelujah, because if it came too quick, we would have got the big head. But sometimes we had to go through failure that when God does bless me, I will declare God did this. It was not of my own doing. I needed God in my life. The woman was commanded. Here it is. I'm almost finished. Stay with me. And the Bible says, Elijah went. Look. And as he's coming in the city, here is this woman gathering sticks. And Elijah interrupts this woman and says, go fetch me some water. Now, I believe, listen, normally, listen, the well was outside the gates of the city. Remember, he's coming in the gate. Remember, he's thirsty because the brook has dried up. He is going there and he sees this woman and tells her, get me something to drink. Remember when Jesus talked to the woman by the well? I believe the well must have been in close proximity. So the woman says, sure, I'll get you some water. And was on her way to the well, no doubt with a little cup, to get the man of God some water. And while she's going, the man of God stops her in her track and says, get me something to eat as well. Ooh. Listen. Help me, Holy Ghost. The Lord had already commanded her, but I think she dismissed this and didn't recognize this was the moment. This was not the moment. We don't know when God commanded her. LaShawn, you hear what I'm saying? We don't know when God commanded her. Now it has come, and I don't think she realized this is what the Lord was telling her was getting ready to happen in her life. She dismissed it. Because what happened? When the man of God told her to, to get, her some, get him something to eat, what did she do? She then gave him a, an excuse. That's why I'm saying now is not the time because now you're in the environment of Jesus who is getting ready to bless us as never before and you cannot dismiss what God is saying in your life. Look, 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 look. He says, uh, uh, she, she responds, gave me this, listen, uh, I hear you wanting some bread. I don't have anything. All I'm doing right now is getting me, and it's interesting that the scripture says, two sticks. Now that's interesting because in my mind, I believe, just like Boy Scouts, she was going to use those two sticks to create some type of fire. So that she can cook the last little meal that she had, cornbread, well, come on, with a little oil. And the Bible says, listen, she had already determined this was going to be my last meal. Ah, 
How many have already determined God is not going to do anything else in my life? This is my last moment. And the man of God stops her and interrupts her thought process and says, go in and do what you want to do. But first, bring me a meal first. Now, some of us would have said that is so rude. Hear the man of God. Listen, listen, listen. God sent Elijah the prophet to seemingly the person who was in the worst economic condition. Not to a wealthy person, but to a widow woman. And look, he commands her. Get me something to eat first. Ooh, the headlines in that city of Zarephath. Man of God takes the widow's last. <laughs> Stay with me, saints. There's so much in this because in humanity, Erskine, when she said that, we would have felt so sorry for her. Or we would have said, oh, oh okay, I don't want to take your last. Oh, I, I'll make it, Elder Stewart, I'll make it some other way. But that's not what God did. God said your blessing is tied to your obedience. That when I tell you to do something, don't try to logically think, is this going to work? Don't look, look, look. Don't even think, is this politically correct? Don't allow others to make a mold to determine how I'm going to bless you or you will not be blessed. Because just as the man of God received the command that a widow woman was going to take care of him, the man of God knew that God must have already told the widow woman and commanded her she was the one to take care of him. But thank God, Audrey, that she came to her senses. That when the man of God said, give me something first, she was obedient. And she went and did that. And as, and as we look in the scripture here, she did exactly as the man of God said. Uh, verse number 13, Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but... Make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me and after. No, there's another message in that in that we must prioritize what has God commanded us to do. Where is the priority of our ministry unto the Lord? It doesn't make sense. I'm going to give this man first. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Robin, if I give him first, stay with me, come on. All I have is enough for one meal, me and my child. He tells me, give me what you're getting ready to take. Now, if I do that, I'm not going to have anything for myself. It doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, in this season, do you hear what I'm saying? Sister, Sister Horton, do you hear what I'm saying? Uh, Sister, um, Sister Drunk, do you hear what I'm saying? We cannot... Just rely on our human logic and our past experiences to determine how God is going to work a miracle in our life. 
Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to proclaim and announce some things that God is already doing that, that people didn't realize it could even still happen. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, in this season of accomplishment, things that we dreamed of, things that we looked for, things that we hoped for, God is saying it's getting ready to happen. Ah! It's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. Hallelujah, glory to God. That's why you got to hear what God is saying. That's why you have to believe God. I know I'm talking to somebody. Oh, I know because I'm preaching to myself. I, sometimes I've tried to start something and, and it comes to my mind, this is not going to happen. You're crazy. You got too much to do. But you got to follow the season, the open door. You got to be there when God provides the opportunity and stop making an excuse. This is not the time. And look what happens. Look what happens. The Bible says, verse number 15, verse, uh, verse 14, uh, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, rain upon the earth. She did not promise him a, did she, he did not promise her a new job. He did not promise her you're going to get married to a rich man. All I'm saying is God is going to sustain you until the next season. Now is not the time, John, to hold back on what God has put in your spirit. I'm speaking, I'm speaking, this is my first time seeing you this new year, but I believe this is going to be your greatest year. Hallelujah. Come your way. Ha! And, and you cannot rely on what has happened in the past, but you got to believe. You, you made that declaration, I belong to God. He's going to take care of you. Hallelujah. And in the meantime, you're going to be blessed because of the blessing coming on the whole family. She did exactly. D. The Bible says, verse number 15, she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house, what? Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't, don't miss this, saints. Some of you may have missed this. Go back quickly. I, I'm almost finished. Go back quickly. Sometimes we read something we don't realize. Go back. Verse number 9. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belonged to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee, not just one meal. We only saw the one meal for Elijah. No, 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 no. It shows us that Elijah moved in with the widow woman. Because Elijah's salvation depended upon him being in the right place. That's what the scripture says. Every time she went to fulfill a meal, the Bible said, there it is, there it is. Maybe you've never seen this before. And she went, verse 15, and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house, what, did eat many days. 
It wasn't just a one-time thing. And as long as she stayed with the, as long as he stayed with the widow, now listen. Oh God, I got, I'm gonna stop. The Zarephath Star News. Man of God moves in with a widow woman who's not his wife. Man of God takes from this widow woman. But what did God say? In this season, it's not about being politically correct. It's about being divine correct. I hope you see that. It was not just a one-time meal. And how long did Elijah stay with her? Until it started to rain again. He had to move in. Now, now is not the time to give an excuse for the blessings and miracles that God wants to work in your life. I got to stop. Have you been blessed today? Come on and give God some praise. I'm believing God. Listen, in this season, that's the only person you can depend on. People will disappoint you. Others have cast a mold for you. Now you're going to either be affected by them or you're going to let them not affect you to receive what God has for you. Come on, bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, God, for letting us hear that now is not the time to doubt you, nor to provide our excuses. But Lord, we yield ourselves. God, we want to pour out of us everything so that Lord, till we overflow. Let us get self out of the way. You've been speaking to some of us to make a change in our lives. Help us to be obedient. In Jesus' name.